This is the Voice Over Work podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services. This is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. On the podcast today, we'll take a little deeper look into a book introduced in a previous podcast with a chapter-by-chapter look at The Art of Strategic Decision-Making How to Make Tough Decisions Quickly, Intelligently, and Safely. Written by Peter Hollins, narrated by Russell Newton. Six, how to beat analysis paralysis and indecision. For some of you, this might be the only important chapter of the book. How can you deal with indecision, the bane of so many people's lives? Analysis paralysis isn't just a fancy rhyming term. It's a real problem that can keep you from everything you hold dear in life, personal and professional. It's when, despite having all the information at your disposal, you are paralyzed. Perhaps it's because you have such a plethora of information. Or perhaps it's because you don't actually know what is best for you. Regardless... You can't make a choice and you stall until you suffer the consequences for not taking action or until someone else throws their hands up in disgust and makes the decision for you. Why do we have such an aversion to making decisions sometimes? Are we really frozen simply because of the paradox of choice? Interestingly enough, people who feel that they are indecisive aren't so in all aspects of life. It's usually confined to a certain area that they don't feel confident in. This is one of the major reasons for indecision. When we make a decision, we are owning it and putting ourselves, our intelligence, creativity, fitness, musical talents, you name it, on the line for evaluation and judgment. For every positive reaction to a decision, there is a negative one, whether real or imagined. We absolutely hate the idea of being looked at in a negative manner, even if we're completely right. Making a decision opens you up to that can of worms, at least when you're making decisions for or in front of a group. In other words, it doesn't usually come down to decision fatigue. Chapter 1. The Core of Decisions. You. Decision-making is a term that means different things to different people. I'm not just talking about how people might define it. I'm talking about the wide variance in driving forces behind people's decisions. The why of why people do what they do. What compels one person to do X can be the exact thing that compels their next door neighbor to the opposite of X. You might rate X as your highest priority and determining factor, while your mother might rate X as an instant deal-breaker that will bring shame to the family. Decision-making affects us all differently because we're different people. We might be similar superficially. We all wear blue jeans and like showers. We want jobs that make an amount of money that will leave us comfortable, but we don't want to work long hours. We generally like our families and don't wish physical harm to most people. Those are all shallow factors that we are indeed similar in. One of the first factors to consider in any decision is the motivation behind it. These differ drastically in each individual, whether they realize it or not. Specifically, 
Most of what influences our decisions and everyday actions are subconscious needs and desires that you're probably unaware of. These are the motivations and reasons that we instinctually act upon, yet may not be able to articulate when pressed to clarify. These are what compromise the gut feelings, hunches, or flashes of insight that seemingly come from nowhere. It's because we all have different subconscious needs vying for dominance in our head that seek to influence our actions for greater happiness. You may be able to consciously articulate that you want... Chapter 2. Primed for Good Decisions The key to truly making good decisions is to understand how your brain processes decisions. In the prior chapter, we covered the subconscious motivations that underlie your decision-making. These are factors that operate without your knowledge and are much more powerful than your conscious motivators. As the name of the chapter denotes, here, we're going to cover a few factors that set the grounds for better and more effective decision-making. In 2014, Swiss researchers discovered the area of the brain involved during decision-making. It's mostly the prefrontal cortex, which includes functions such as planning, deciding, calculating, analyzing, problem-solving, and decision-making. These are generally known as executive functions. The prefrontal cortex is activated during all decision-related thinking, and yet it is not infinite or unlimited. Like our bodies, our brains have limits and cannot carry on forever. If we run a marathon, we grow tired and fatigued from overuse. Our muscles cramp, especially the muscles that are used over and over, such as the quadriceps and calf muscles. It's the exact same in the context of making decisions. Ego Depletion Our brains have a limited number of decisions we can meaningfully analyze and make every day, and the more decisions we look at, the more fatigued we get. The prefrontal cortex is like our calf muscle that grows tired and eventually stops working in the correct way. At that point, you're likely to make a decision out of impatience or become frozen in your tracks. This is a phenomenon more generally known as ego depletion. Ego depletion is the... Chapter 3. The Six Hats, Wrap, Ice, and 3P. Decision-making isn't necessarily a science, but you've seen at least a few methods that strive to put more thought and analysis into decisions. We started the book by talking about what drives you on a deeper level. We're all driven by subconscious needs, and it's going to be better for you if you can make the subconscious just a little bit more conscious. That requires introspection, aside from the act of actually making decisions. In the last chapter, we found ways to remove unconscious obstacles to better decision-making. But in this chapter, we'll look at strengthening conscious processes. This chapter is a more traditional way of thinking about decisions, in that we're seeking to analyze the factors present in insightful ways. These are mostly conscious factors, but they likely include angles and perspectives we've never considered. In a sense, they're templates for you to apply to your own unique situation. They take the information available and shine a different light onto it to aid your quest for optimal decisions. The first of these such methods is the Six Hats Method.
The Six Hats Method It's one of my favorite decision-making methodologies because it is extremely thorough and focuses on what humans don't excel at, taking different perspectives. The Six Hats Method presents you with a veritable checklist to run through while you try to make a decision, which ensures that all your bases are covered. We've all heard the term that you must wear more than one hat. The Six Hats Method was created by Edward de Bono and... As you might have guessed, it requires looking at a problem or decision from six separate perspectives by wearing six different hats. Chapter 4. Mental Checklist Continuing with the theme of different considerations in making decisions, this chapter presents more factors that have likely never crossed your mind and can make you happier through better selection. Even though the objectives and factors in any decision are going to be different on any given day, there are still lines of thought you should apply to every one of them for an optimal decision that benefits you and doesn't actively hurt you. If we're honest with ourselves, the reason we don't engage in this type of thinking is because we are lazy or we don't think we have to. We overrate our ability to make decisions in an odd sense of hubris. We think we should go with our gut or live on our instinct but study after study has proven our sense of impulsive decisions to be fairly unreliable. But so many skills in life take deliberate practice. Why shouldn't decision-making be one of them? The following techniques will slow down your decisions and give you a chance to think through things carefully before you get carried away with a preferred outcome and forget to consider other aspects. But it will also give you additional templates you can use to make sure all of your bases are covered and you're making the best move for yourself in light of all the relevant factors. The 10-10-10 rule. The first part to incorporate into your mental checklist is the 10-10-10 rule. The 10-10-10 rule is very straightforward and asks you to travel through time. When you're at a fork in the road, ask yourself how you feel about the choice you make 10 minutes from now 10 days from now, and 10 months from now. Depending on the scope and context of the decision, you can make it longer or shorter term. Chapter 5. Decision Traps In a previous chapter, we touched upon two of the biggest indicators of intelligent decision-making. One, understanding and working around decision fatigue. And two, avoiding stress and anxiety. As if that wasn't enough, there are also literally hundreds of decisions traps, or cognitive biases, that can influence how you view a decision. Where the previous chapters were about you and your own filters, cognitive biases are specific flaws in logic or emotion that influence how you process the information right in front of your face. Information that could be plainly obvious to someone else might drive you in the opposite direction because of one of these cognitive decision biases. The next two chapters might seem very obvious and familiar to you, and that's because you've probably fallen victim to their contents in the past, and you'd probably continue to fall victim to them in the future if they weren't pointed out to you. Cognitive biases represent flaws in human thinking, whether logical or emotional in nature. They are conclusions that we leap to in the absence of 
And sometimes in the face of evidence that says otherwise, you can also think of them as a mental shortcut that seems to make sense at the time, but falls apart under deeper scrutiny. That said, it's very rare that we encounter such scrutiny, as most of us never realize we engage in these biases, and our decision quality suffers for it. They are a bit more complex than simply requiring more information. These are some of the ways that our brains are fooled in everyday life. For the purposes of illustration, I'll be using the same example throughout the chapter. Decide chapter 6. How to Beat Analysis Paralysis and Indecision For some of you, this might be the only important chapter of the book. How can you deal with indecision, the bane of so many people's lives? Analysis paralysis isn't just a fancy rhyming term. It's a real problem that can keep you from everything you hold dear in life, personal and professional. It's when, despite having all the information at your disposal, you are paralyzed. Perhaps it's because you have such a plethora of information, or perhaps it's because you don't actually know what is best for you. Regardless, you can't make a choice and you stall until you suffer the consequences for not taking action or until someone else throws their hands up in disgust and makes the decision for you. Why do we have such an aversion to making decisions sometimes? Are we really frozen simply because of the paradox of choice? Interestingly enough, people who feel that they are indecisive aren't so in all aspects of life. It's usually confined to a certain area that they don't feel confident in. This is one of the major reasons for indecision. When we make a decision, we are owning it and putting ourselves, our intelligence, creativity, fitness, musical talents, you name it, on the line for evaluation and judgment. For every positive reaction to a decision, there is a negative one, whether real or imagined. We absolutely hate the idea of being looked at in a negative manner, even if we're completely right. Making a decision opens you up to that can of worms, at least when you're making decisions for or in front of a group. In other words, it doesn't usually come down to decision fatigue. This has been The Art of Strategic Decision Making, How to Make Tough Decisions Quickly, Intelligently, and Safely, written by Peter Hollins, narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2021 by Peter Hollins. Production copyright by Peter Hollins. More information regarding today's book and the author can be found at audible.com or amazon.com. Show notes and further information can be found at russellericnewton.com. With a collection of trivia, research, news stories, and knowledge from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been the Voice Over Work Podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.